Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Matt Chat. I'm David Mercatani. Today I am joined by the associate head coach of the Old Dominion Monarchs, Mike Dixon. Mike, how are you doing this morning? Doing well, Dave. How are you? I'm doing good, man. Uh, just just trying to get ready for the weekend like you, getting uh, moving along. You guys got some big meets coming up soon here? Yeah, we uh, we have the Virginia Duels this weekend, so uh, and the the uh, bracketing kind of came out on Monday, so uh, we're going to be wrestling uh, Chattanooga and Oklahoma there in our pool. Uh, so we're kind of getting ready for that, trying to get prepared for it, and then uh, ready to get back out there in action. So you guys wrestle those two teams, and for those people that don't know how the duels work, um, depending on how you do in your pools, there are four pools, and then the top four wrestle for first, and the next four for fifth, et cetera, or how does that work? Yeah, so what, what, there, there's 12 total, total teams in the National College Division, and uh, they put uh, put you in four pools of three, and you're going to wrestle everybody in your pool. And everybody that finishes first in their pool, what they do is they kind of put them all together in like a semifinal bracket, and they call that the kind of gold bracket. The teams that finish second, they will put all those teams together in a uh, silver bracket. And then the teams that all finish third, they put all those teams together, and uh, they will – wrestle in what they call the bronze bracket and then uh the teams are in the gold bracket they will be one through four in terms of placing uh the silver is five through eight right, and yeah. uh you know bronze is nine, hopefully we're not in the bronze yeah right yeah <laughs> so you get four, but you get four duels it sounds like no matter what two in your pool and then two in your in your block of four whether you're gold silver bronze right Correct. O- o- over two days, so it- it's a uh, it's a good chance for us to obviously go back out there, get some matches in. Um, you know, as-, as young as our team is, you know, a lot of our guys just need a lot of matches and a lot of experience. So it's it- it's a great opportunity for us. It's kind of a uh, de facto home match. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, nice. Thir- Thirty minutes away. So you know, sometimes when you get a young team traveling uh, on the road has its challenges at times. <laughs> I, coached, uh, I coached junior college for 20 years, sir, I am aware. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, j- j- just simple things is, like, for instance, we, we uh, had a, a match with uh, Eastern Michigan this past weekend, but I had two guys that didn't bring their IDs. You know, so, I mean, just small <laughs> things like that make make challenging or make traveling a challenge, especially when you're going through an airport and security and all that stuff. So it's home is usually better when you're younger. The best thing about freshmen are they become sophomores, right? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so Absolutely. Well, for those people that want to watch the Virginia Duels this weekend, they can go to trackwrestling.com and just follow the links, and we're going to have it live there as a pay-per-view. So if people want to check out Mike's team, we'll be able to watch them there. And, Mike, when I was talking to you, getting ready for this, you know, we were talking a little bit about this year's team, and the two guys that stuck out to me were Kevin Beasley and Jack Deckow. So tell me a little bit about the leaps those guys have made this year and, and your work with them personally, um, you know, being an upper weight coach. Yeah. So we, uh, Jack and Beasley were both actually recruited the same year. Um, so Jack's a fifth year senior. Um, now Kevin Beasley took an Olympic red shirt. So technically he's a red shirt junior, but they're both seniors the same year. They were both part of our incoming, uh, recruiting class. And, and obviously we, we were able to redshirt both of them as true freshmen. And, you know, right away we noticed the, both these kids were very, very special. Um, they pretty much wrestled in anything and everything uh, they could. And um, uh, 
I believe in open tournaments their freshman year, they both got in about 45-plus matches. Wow. That's, that's impressive. Um, yeah, so it, it, it's a lot of wrestling, and, then you know, the, their their parents are awesome. Their parents come to pretty much everything with them. I, I can remember a situation where, um, as a true freshman, I think we weighed in Kevin uh, as part of one of our matches. He didn't wrestle, but we just weighed him in, and I remember – uh, his, his father was calling and emailing me four or five different times, you know, is Kevin going to wrestle because I don't miss any of his matches, you know. So I, I kind of had to assure him. I said, yeah. no, he's not wrestling, but we're just trying to, you know, get him acclimated. And, you know, so what we like to do with a lot of our uh, younger guys is we'll take them on trips. And so they kind of get accustomed to this is how we do things. This is how we travel. Because when, when you're red shirt, you, you're still kind of on your own a little bit on those tournaments. So it's, you know. Yeah. You're kind of flying by the seat of your pants, but, you know, we have a system on how we do things, and we like to be a little bit more organized, and kids that you, you think are going to have a big impact a uh, year down the road, you kind of want to get them acclimated so they kind of know what, what's uh, what's going on. So, you know, uh, we were able to do that with those guys. Um, you know, I know Kevin's had a lot of success internationally, uh, both wrestling on the uh, junior world team. I mean, he made a couple of junior world teams, and, you know, he's had a lot of success Greco. Uh, and then Jack, you know, after his redshirt year, he he came out um, basically on fire and uh, avenged some losses his freshman year, and he was able to get to the national semifinals as a redshirt freshman, uh, which you know that's that's a, a that's pretty rare. great feat. That is rare, it's, yeah, especially it's, it's in the upper weight. Yeah, yeah, especially being an upper weight. And and Jack was one of those kids. I I remember meeting him as a sophomore. Uh, he's from Illinois, and I have a lot of connections in Illinois. I can remember uh, Israel Martinez kind of introduced me to him and said, you need to keep your eye on this guy. So, you know, I, yeah. I basically I kept my eye on him, you know. <laughs> and uh, it, it uh, through circumstances and may, maybe a little bit of luck, we were able to uh, uh, recruit Jack, and we got him to verbal to us. And that actually helped us with Beasley because, you know, Beasley then saw we kind of had a training partner and we had a good situation going. Yeah, uh, you know, you know those two guys have been great training partners ever since. And um, you know, when Beasley took the Olympic redshirt after his second year, um, so so Jack as a redshirt freshman, he places. Um, Kevin did not qualify that year, and then as redshirt sophomores, they both went to nationals. Uh, Jack had a, a little disappointing uh, nationals as he didn't place that year, and then Kevin. Uh, that was his first time at Nationals, and obviously he didn't uh, have the goals that he wanted to. Um, but basically, Kevin went right right back to work and just started training and, you know, wrestled uh, Greco in the U.S. Senior Open. And uh, he was able he, – he, he took second, you know. And basically at that time, I uh, don't even think he was 21. You know, and usually in Greco, those kids are – those guys are older. You're, that, you're really dealing with grown men. That's you know, an old man. That's an old man, grown man sport, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that 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 was quite an accomplishment uh, for Kevin. And then you know, basically, you know, we kind of sat down, talked as a staff, and he, you know, talked uh, with his parents and you know his high school coaches and got some input. But he felt it was in his best decision to uh, take an Olympic red shirt. And basically, you know, that's kind of what happened. So he went out to Colorado Springs and withdrew from school and you know started training. Now, unfortunately, during that year, um, he. He got hurt a little bit, so he was not able to uh, participate in the Olympic trials. And, 
You know, so that, that that's why you you don't see his name in t- as far as the Olympic trials in 2016 and all that stuff. But uh, I think just being in in that environment and being around those senior level type guys and those guys that have had collegiate success and right. now they're on the international success. You know, because he's yeah. working out with freestyle guys too. Yeah. Um, he 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 kind of brought some of those things back to the program, and you know he he's been a very good leader, and I I, I think. Too, what happened with Jack is the year that Kevin was gone. I I, I think that kind of hurt hurt uh, Jack a little bit in terms of you know he's missing a, a very critical training partner for sure. him. So right. you know the, the, those guys are both back and they're both having great years and you know we're just trying to make sure they're consistent as possible and obviously staying healthy and you know um, you know Jack ended up having a great Midlands. You know he, he took yeah. seconds and you know that that wasn't his goal obviously. You know, he won Midlands as a sophomore. Uh, so he's looking to get back up on top. And I know he had tons of uh, friends and family there uh, with yeah, him. Yeah. Jack's about an hour or so away uh, from, you know, Northwestern. So that that was a great homecoming for him. But, uh, you know, th- th- these guys are excited to wrestle. They're excited to compete. And, they, you know, they're looking forward to NCAAs. But, uh, obviously, it's one week at a time, and we're just trying to get better every week. So, but, I mean, they're they're great role models, great leaders for our program. And, you know, we're, we're looking for some of these younger guys to kind of follow in their footsteps and, you know, eventually have more kids like, you know, Beasley and Deco. Yeah, for sure. And they're both in the top ten in the track wrestling rankings. And, you know, I know you guys are doing great things with those guys. Um, I know you also are starting a lot of young kids this year. So, you know, tell me the mindset of developing these young guys knowing, you know, that it's more of a marathon than a sprint. Obviously, you'd love to have ten national champions this year, but knowing – you know, what What are sort of the ways you help these guys gauge their their success and monitor progress and, and look for really tangible improvement? Uh, the biggest thing we try to emphasize to the young guys, because I, I think at, I think in some dual meets we've had seven, at some time seven freshmen and sophomores in their lineup, maybe yeah. eight at some point in time. You know, um, it, it, it's basically we want to get them to focus on the process, you know, focus on, hey, getting your setups, getting your leg attacks, let's see how many leg attacks we can get, let's see how many takedowns we can get, versus you, you want to take results out of it, you know. And that's, and that's what we talk, Yeah. We, talk we, about that we, a little bit more because I think a lot of kids, that's, you know, if they win, they think they wrestled well, and if they lose, they think they wrestled poorly. So you're obviously looking at it from a completely different perspective. Right, because, I mean, and I think last weekend, I think we wrestled three true freshmen, you know, so that that's hard, especially in the conference we're in, especially the schedule that we wrestle, to just throw 18-year-old kids immediately in and say, here, go wrestle these 22, 23-year-old guys and go out and win, you know. And when when your emphasis as a coach and as a staff and as a program is win, 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 Kids obviously want to do well, and what ha- what happens is they put so much pressure on themselves that they go out, they're tight in matches, you know, so all of a sudden what you're seeing in practice where they're executing their holds, they're doing their setups, they're getting takedowns, you know, what, what you saw of them as a uh, high school athlete, as a recruit, and what you see in the r- room every day doesn't translate uh, in competition if your focus is strictly just winning. So we, we want them to get to – get them to do is focus on the process. Hey, let's focus on make sure we're getting to these setups. Let's make sure we're getting these leg attacks. Are you hustling every time we go out of bounds? You know, are you doing your technique right? The stuff that we're working on in practice, is that translating? You know, you know, even small things like after the match, 
Are you cooling down afterwards? Are you studying film after, after the day after the match? Are you back in the office, you know, with the coach sitting down, you know, right. Right, writing down, okay, here are the things I need to prove upon. I didn't quite get to as many leg, leg attacks as what I wanted to or, hey, hey my bottom or whatever, right, yeah. Right, you, you know, I had trouble getting off bottom or I didn't have any setups for, for my um, – for my shots this time. So, you know, that's why I didn't do well. We want to focus more on the process versus the results because one thing we try to emphasize to our guys is, you know, you can be as prepared as possible, but you can't control results because, you know, A, you could get hurt. B, what if you're in a tight match with somebody, all of a sudden the call doesn't go your way, and that could be the difference in the match, you know. So yeah. you, you can't, you cannot control the results, but you can control your effort, your attitude, your preparation. So we try to make sure our guys are focused on those things, and the results will take care of themselves. And as long as you're having fun with the process, th- things more often than not will go your way. And obviously, I mean, yes, winning is fun, and we all want to do that, but – you you want to focus on the process so that you can actually go out and execute and have fun versus, you know, you're in a match and you're just standing around not doing anything where in the room you're light, lighting it up. So um, that that's for some guys that's kind of a transition, and it takes a while. And like I said, with, with freshmen, it's a lot of, you know, wash, repeat, and rinse, you yeah. know. So um, it, it's a lot of repetition in practice. And, and sometimes, you know, we talked earlier about Beasley and Deco. Sometimes for those guys – practice is a little boring because we're doing so much repetition and so much of, of stuff that they have kind of already have down. So th- there are times that we take Beasley and Deco and they kind of will have separate practices or they will be off to the side, you know, with other coaches. It makes sense, on though, stuff. right? you got guys at different levels doing different things. And, you know, if, if they're working on the knee slide stand-up and they're already good at that, you're going to go take those guys and have them work on what they specifically need to do to get as high on the podium as possible. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Like, like I said, this this is uh, you know we're about middle of January now, so this is kind of we're getting close to crunch time. I think we got about what six weeks left in the regular season, and then obviously postseason where you have fun. So, you know, we're we're, we're trying to I guess it's a delicate balancing act of we're we're trying to get our elite guys ready so they can win titles, and then our young guys we're we're, we're trying to get them better. Bottom yeah. line, and we think we have some very talented young guys that six weeks from now are going to be a lot better than what they are now. But, you know, with them, it's just a process. And, you know, sometimes as coaches, we got to remind ourselves and each other that, hey, this is a process. This is going to take a while, you know, because it, it, it does get frustrating sometimes. But, uh, yeah. you know, keep grinding away and good, good things are going to happen. For sure, for sure. So, I mean, I think that is a very good explanation of your guys' coaching philosophy. For people that don't know, tell me – about your career and how you went from wrestling in college and where you coached and how you ended up at Old Dominion? Sure. So, um, you know, I graduated from Indiana in 2001, and just like every, you know, 22, 23-year-old, you graduate from college, and you're like, great, I have a college degree, but I still don't know what I'm supposed to be doing, (laughs) you know. (laughs) So, um, but one thing I did know is I enjoyed wrestling, and, you know, I liked it, so I kind of, Stayed around for a year and and uh, um, you know kept training with with the guys at IU and all that stuff and I kind of actually had a chance meeting with a uh, guy who's an athletic director at a um, high school in Indianapolis and you know I, I'd known this guy for a while he's one of my dad's good friends and he basically kind of told me that uh, you know we that that school could use a uh, a wrestling coach and they had a head coach that was getting ready to retire and. 
you know, would I be interested? And I said, yeah. And basically the coach uh, at that time gave me a lot of freedom in terms of I was able to in control of all practices. And he kind of, you know, just took care of all the administrative stuff. And, you know, that program had had the best, um, the most success they'd had in the last 20 some years. Um, but then when it came time to, uh, for the, uh, head coaching job to open up, um, you know, I basically didn't have a teaching license. They kind of preferred somebody that had a teaching license. You know, my, my degree was in management. So, uh-huh. I mean, which is actually, education. A, which is actually a great degree for a coach. You mean you're, you're managing yeah. the program, so yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But you know, at the time, I was kind of like, I, I don't know what I want to do here, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, but they basically told me that they would like me to stay on, but they preferred uh, they, they they preferred somebody that was in the building, which I understand that now. But you know, back then at, you don't. Yeah. At 23, you were angry. <laughs> <laughs> so, I uh, you know, I basically was like, you know, well. Uh, what else is out there? Um, and I, I, I basically considered, okay, if they're going to want people in the building, maybe I should, um, start looking into education, you know, and, um, they have a lot of programs out there for, uh, people that get degrees that aren't in education that they can kind of transition back into education, getting their license and their credentials and all that stuff. So I started that program, uh, at the University of Indianapolis and actually my high school coach, at that time was the head coach of the University of Indianapolis, and he said, hey, you know, I, I can kind of give you a GA position where we can help you out with some classes and if, if you don't mind working out with the guys in the room. So I did that, and, you know, so I kind of reconnected with my old high school coach, and, you know, uh, at that time they had a very successful year. Um, when we went to nationals, I think we had four or five guys in the All-American round, which up to that point I think that's the most they'd had. Um, no, we didn't fare so well. I, I can't remember if we went over five that round or maybe only one guy placed, but I, I know in the All-American round it was kind of disappointing. Um, but at that point, I'd kind of had two years of, of coaching in me and I was like, I kind of like this coaching thing, but then I was like, I'm not quite sure if Division Two is where I want to be at, you know, because right. I, being at Division Two, I, I noticed there were differences between Division One and Division Two, and obviously being in Indiana for five years, I was a little bit more accustomed to a Division One uh, program. So, um, one of the other guys that was basically helping out at the University of Indianapolis, he was good. One of his college teammates was the head coach at James Madison, and you know, I kind of asked him um, what uh, Josh Hutchins was his name. I kind of asked him what what he's like and all that stuff. You know, he put in good words for me, and I was able to get a assistant coaching job out at James Madison. And you know, I basically moved to Harrisonburg, Virginia. Didn't know anybody, and <laughs> kind of took a little chance. You That's know, awesome. I think at this time I'm like 25, maybe or something like that. Um, you know, so then we. Uh, Went out there, and uh, you know, I, that's where I really started getting involved with recruiting. And basically, at James Madison, it, it's it's a great institution. It's a great area, um, but I think they kind of had the Ivy League type model where they had, I think at the time they they might have had close to thirty sports. You know, a lot a lot of those Ivy League schools had tons of sports. Right. You know, both male and female, and. Um, they, they were a state school with all these sports. So, you know, obviously they don't quite have the endowment or anything like that that some of these Ivy League schools had. But, you know, I, th- I think their model for athletics was pretty similar to Ivy Leagues. But, 
you know, we basically had a $500 recruiting budget. Um, you know, so, I mean, exactly. What, what, what are you going to do with a $500 recruiting budget? I imagine there's you know? a lot of meals at McDonald's in some way. Yeah. So, you know, wow. and, and there, there were no scholarships either. So it's basically, oh, wow. I'm just calling kids every day and just hoping that eventually they'll walk on. Yeah. You know? Right. So, and, and I'm, you know, I'm calling kids that, you know, at the time, that was uh, Tom Brands's, uh I think, first year at, at uh, Tech. Virginia Tech. Yeah. And, uh, Steve Barton's first year here at ODU. And, you know, kids that they basically were going to ask to walk on because I'd been on them longer. You know, they were a lot more interested in us versus them, even though both those programs were better than us. But, you know, I'd just been on them longer. Right. Um, so... Um, and basically kind of at the end, end of the year, I was like, well, I like this coaching thing, but I, I don't know about this, you know, the no limited fun stuff, yeah, right. you know, I mean, you know, I'm going to beat my head against the wall every day. You know, and ba- <laughs> right. Basically Steve's first year at Old Dominion, you know, uh, at the time we were both in the Colonial Athletic Association. Um, and so we had similar schedules and we were at, um, a lot of tournaments together. Our teams were at a lot of tournaments together. And uh, he had just come from coaching high school, and uh, I had a couple of his athletes on his team, so he's asked about his athletes and um, stuff like that. And we actually wrestled um, Old Dominion in dual meet, you know, when I was at James Madison, and you know we got we got smoked, obviously. But I didn't even know who Steve was at the time. I just knew I found out from my athletes that he had wrestled in Iowa. I was like, okay, great. You right. know, <laughs> I yeah. was like, well. What does that have to do with you you going out and wrestling, you know, this uh, this old Dominion team? You know, and, you know, uh, some of my athletes, I, I could tell they weren't as uh, confident in their wrestling when we were wrestling old Dominion, but that was because of the coach that was in the corner. And we were also wrestled uh, Virginia Tech at a dual meet, too. And it was the same thing. You know, they're like, oh, Brandon's in the corner. I'm like, these guys aren't wrestling. I'm like, you're wrestling they're the bad. athletes on right. the team. And I said, and their teams aren't. They're not that great, you know. So, but it, it, it that, that, and that just kind of comes from instilling confidence in your athletes, and you know that's what we try to do at James Madison. But basically, after the year was over, Steve kind of started talking to me, and you know, I ended up taking a uh, volunteer coaching position over here at ODU, and I've kind of worked my way up the ranks, and I, I think I've been here 11, 12 years. I actually been here so long, I can't even remember how long I've been here but you that's know, great though yeah it, it 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 it's been a great relationship and you know I've been out in Virginia ever since and I love it and you know I I moved to the south to actually get out of the cold and the snow and of course what happened this past weekend in Virginia is it snowed about six to eight inches and they've they've canceled school for two days now yeah. so that's awesome so well I met you and Steve like 10 years ago, maybe 11, and uh, I think when you guys were first together, Martin came down to the Missouri State Wrestling Tournament, and for those people that don't know Steve Martin, he has a heart of gold, but he is not exactly the warmest, fuzziest guy when you first meet him, and is, is that a fair statement, Coach? Uh, that, yeah, I can say that's fair. Okay. That, that, that's kind of that Iowa mindset. Right. So... Um, and one of our mutual friends, Lee Pritz, just adores Steve. And, you know, he, when we're privately, he'll tell me some crazy stories about those guys together. But tell me what it's like to walk into the living room of a recruit with you and Martin and then Josh Demas, who I hear is just 
an incredibly funny guy. What's what's that what's that dynamic like? The three of you guys working together, recruiting and coaching. Uh, well, recruiting wise, it's actually um, the, the the way we kind of have it set up is you know I'll, I'll do a lot of the initial outreach and stuff like that, and Steve. I think he had self-proclaimed himself this title, but Steve calls himself the closer, you know. <laughs> What's well, the head so, coach's I mean, job to do that? So that's probably fair. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, Steve is relentless. He's passionate. And, you know, like you said, he's got a heart of gold. You know, do anything for these, these guys. And, and uh, you know, as long as you give him 100% effort, he can do everything he can uh, in his power, you yeah. know, to basically make you successful. Um, so, you know, but, but as far as recruiting, you know, generally I'll, I'll do a lot of the initial outreach and then when it's time to, uh, either get a verbal or close a deal, you know, he'll, he'll step in and obviously be a little bit more aggressive and, you know, obviously, um, depending upon what the dynamic is with the kid and kind of what the kid's personality is, you know, that kind of depends on who will actually close, close actually with the, uh, recruit. But, you know, Steve does a great job, um, you know, with closing the recruits, and, you know, he's, he's very passionate about uh, making this program successful, so it's a top-ten program. Um, and, you know, that, that's actually how it worked with Jack, is I was doing a lot of the initial outreach, and, you know, I did the first home visit and all that stuff, but then once the kid came on the visit and he actually liked it, you know, Steve, the very next day, was in the parents' home, you know, basically, hey, let's close this deal, let's make it happen. Right. And, you know, he's got he's got a lot of connections in, in uh, wrestling, and, you know, it, it's funny how this this uh, wrestling world works out. Is it's it's like, you know, the movie with Kevin Bacon is like seven degrees of separation. In wrestling right. is like two de- two degrees of separation in wrestling. You That's know? right. So, Everybody knows somebody uh, for sure. Exactly, yeah. e- exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, but like I said, Steve's very passionate, and he, you know, once you get to know him, he's awesome. You yeah. know. But, uh, you know, so it, it, it works out very well. And, you know, we've had a lot of success recruiting. And, you know, when we recruit kids, we obviously we want to make sure that we're getting the right fit for the program. Now, I think a lot of times earlier when we took over this program, we were just focused on just trying to get the best wrestler because we were trying to get good. You right. know, so you're like, you might overlook some things that necessarily, eh, we can handle this, we can take care of this. But, you know, as you grow in coaching and as you've kind of experienced a lot of ups and downs and go, go through things, you, you you kind of figure out, you know, through trials and tribulations that, hey, you know, just the best wrestler isn't necessarily what's best for this program. You know, so a kid might win four state titles, but, you know, if he if he got some other off-the-mat things that concern you, you might want to take the kid that, yeah, maybe he's only won one state title, but all these other areas are great, you know. So yeah. we we try to we try to do a lot of research, and Steve is very research based, and you know I've learned a lot from him, making sure you kind of leave no stone unturned, you know. And you, you want to find out who the kid's inner circle is, and start talking to you know whether it's a high school coach, club coach, parents, whomever. You want to get connected with them because you want to find out who you're bringing into the program, and obviously they got to be comfortable with you, and you got to be comfortable with them. You know, and and what we found is is if we can get that and make the right fit, and those kids can make it four or five years, then they're going to be successful in the end, whether it's on the mat, off the mat, or both areas. You know, so I think the dynamic has worked. Now we actually don't go in a whole lot of homes together. There are there are a couple kids we will do that, and generally I'll do a lot of the initial talking up front, and then you know Steve will come in and basically 
talk about business and let, let's get this done. Let's sure. make it happen. You know, so, and a lot of the parents, they like a straightforward approach and, you know, he's very honest and he's going to tell you this is how it is, you know, versus sometimes in recruiting, you get all the, the fluff and a lot of coaches may tell you what you want to hear versus this is actually how it's going to be, you know, so you yeah. can either like it or not, but this is how I run my program and, you know, if it's for you, great. And if it, if not, so be it. And we just kind of move on to the next kid if, if, if it doesn't work, you know. Right. So, Steve's you know. a state guy. He's, you know, he's for real. He's not the sizzle. And I mean, <laughs> I think the, you know, the guys appreciate that. And, I, you know, I told you this privately, but I think I need to say this publicly. The last four or five years when I was coaching and recruiting, we had the number one or number two non-division one recruiting classes in the country. And, and you and like two or three other guys were the guys I learned how to recruit from in terms of organization in terms of doing your background checks in terms of networking and you you literally helped me network with dozens and dozens of people so you know i want to thank you for that publicly made a big difference in, in our program success and and you know my dad won coach of the year with one of those teams so from a personal point of view thank you because it made a big difference to us so oh absolutely and I'm, I'm i'm always glad to help out people i mean you know wrestling's it's it's great because it's it's we're all one big family you know even though we compete against each other you know um just when you're walking down the street and you see somebody with some you know gnarled up ears it's kind of like that, that that's your brother and you're like yeah, hey for you sure know, and then it, it's just <laughs> immediately there's just a connection so it, it's i'm always happy to help people you know so that that's you know and you you've been great to me since since we've known each other so Anything you ever need, obviously, you know you can always call me. I, I, I do know that, and I do take advantage of that. It means a lot to me. Um, I think you and Martin have the heart of gold, and your social skills might just be a little better on the front end. <laughs> <laughs> Martin's going to get me when I see him at Nationals now. I know it's coming. <laughs> so, Well, uh, one last question. I know you guys are busy getting ready for, for the duels this weekend. T- tell me what your guys' vision of, of Old Dominion is, is the coaching staff, your guys' long-term vision of the future? Uh, long-term vision is we, we want to win the national team title. You know, Now, th- there haven't been that many teams that have done that, but w- we think that with the right kids that that can happen. Mm-hmm. You, know? Um, uh, you know, I'll give you an example. Ed- Edinburgh, you know, a couple of years ago, they were, I think they finished third in the country, I, b- I believe, third That's or fourth right. in the yeah. country. They were top 14. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and they're a small school in northwestern Pennsylvania that's their D2, you know, every other sport except wrestling. So I, I, I think the formula, it can be done. Obviously, what we what we want uh, from kids is we basically want, if, if you want to call it gym rats, we want kids that are passionate about the sport, that love the sport, and, you know, are always willing to learn, always want to get better, always want to be coachable. You know, that, that's another important thing because we can always learn something. You know, and, and one thing that's great about Steve is he's constantly watching film. He's constantly picking things up. You know, he's constantly talking to us and learning new techniques. It's not, hey, I wrestled 25 years ago and this is how we did it and this is how we're going to do it. It's, yeah, okay. let's evolve. It, right. Exactly. You, you constantly have to be evolving and learning, and that, that's what we try and trickle down to our athletes is, okay, th- this is – this is probably what's best for athletes nowadays, and we need to learn it as a staff, and we need to be able to teach it. Right. You know. So, um, you know, wrestling-wise, again, we, we want kids that have a passion for, for getting better and, and for wanting to be great. And, 
you know, don't mind being in competition with somebody, you know. Off the mat, which I actually place, to be honest with you, a little bit higher preference on that because, in, in, in my opinion, if you have things together off the mat, the wrestling is going to come together for you, you know. So, yeah. so we want kids that are going to go, go to class without us having to come wake you up and escort you to class. We want kids that, you know, when our academic advisor says, hey, you have to get in eight hours of study hall, you get in eight hours of study hall so we don't have to hold your hand. You right. Know? You know, stuff like that. We want kids that are respectable of authority figures and adults, you know, throughout, you know, just society. You know, we, we, obviously you, you don't want kids that are basically pricks, you know, where – they're mean to everybody, and you're getting phone calls like this kid was mean to me, or this kid did this. You yeah, know I mean, you, troublemakers. You want right. kids that yeah. that are going to do the right things once you leave practice, because in college, you know, this is a critical time um, in their development. And at 18 to 22, they're a lot of them for the first time are making um, decisions on a consistent basis on their own for the most part. You know, a lot of times growing up. They may have had to make some decisions, but generally it was with mom or dad kind of overseeing you, and, you know, they were kind of making sure you weren't going to do something crazy and fall off the cliff. But now your parents could be several hundred, and in some of our cases several thousand miles away, and, you know, you got to make decisions on your own. So, you know, on a, on a Friday night, if we have a Sunday match, and Friday night when the coach says, hey, you know, we got a 10 o'clock curfew, I want, I want kids that I know are going to do that and not say, yeah. well, the coach isn't here, so right. I'm gonna go out and party till three, and then I'm gonna look like crap and not get any sleep. So then all of a sudden, when Sunday rolls around, I don't feel that great, and all of a sudden now I'm not able to give my best. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, for sure, you know we we want kids to basically live a championship lifestyle, live a clean lifestyle, and you know when when you get enough kids in your program that start doing that and start having success that kind of builds a culture and that's what we're trying to do you know and and with so many young kids um you know we're obviously constantly preaching that stuff and constantly teaching that stuff you know but once some of these kids start having success um I, it, it's going to rub off to everybody else that oh this is how you do it this is how it's got to be done you know, and, and like I said, we we got two great guys, Beasley and Deco, that are doing it. Um, you know, but obviously the, the quicker some of these freshmen, you know, buy in and say, hey, this is how it needs to be done. I've had success, and all I got to do is listen to my, you know, older senior captains. Um, you know, we, we can build a tradition-rich program, and, you know, eventually we're holding a uh, team trophy one day. So, you know, that that's what we're looking for. And, you know, obviously as a coaching staff, we're going to do our due diligence to make sure – um, you, you're the right fit for our program, you know, because to me, fit, fit's the most critical thing. Because we could, we can go out and get the best wrestler, but if you're not happy, or if you're not doing the right things, and after a year or two, yeah. we're talking about, you know, he's like, oh, I'm not happy, I want to go back home. Then all of a sudden, as a coaching staff, it's okay. We got to go re-recruit this weight where we weren't expecting to for right. another year or two, and you know, that's in, in, in the end, we want kids to make sure they're making good decisions and. Uh, like I said, after four or five years, once they've got their degree, we want them to be proud of the time they had here and uh, go on to be pr- productive members of society. Yeah, well, I think those young guys, they've got two studs in the room that are great examples. They've got Josh Demas, who came from a national championship program, and they got two two guys in you and Steve that nobody's going to outwork you guys. So I know there's big things coming for Old Dominion. Um Whenever I think about my time recruiting and traveling, some of my favorite some of my favorite memories are Virginia Beach 
and recruiting those those high school nationals and getting to hang out with you and Steve and James Torres and Mike Paul and all those guys and so I appreciate you coming on on the show with me Mike You're, you've been a good friend to our family for a lot of years for you guys that want to watch the meet this weekend again go to trackwrestling.com the Virginia duels are going to be there and uh, Mike good luck the rest of the year okay thanks Dave I appreciate it all right ladies and gentlemen that was Matt Chat I'll talk to you all next week is part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. For more wrestling podcasts, head over to matttalkonline.com.